0: Hey, Browns fans, before we get started, I just want to thank the sponsors of today's show, Manly Bands. Get 25% off your entire order at manlybands.com slash dogs, D-A-W-G-S, use promo code dogs to get the best wedding rings made for men. And BetterHelp, get 10% off your first month of talk therapy, that's 100% online and 100% on your time. Head to com slash dogs, use promo code dogs, 10% off your first month.
1: What's up, Browns fans? It is Kenny Mack, and you're listening to the Dogs Podcast, where you can talk about the assistant coach of the year, the coach of the year, the comeback player of the year, and the defensive player of the year. Except if you're a Steelers fan, you just dry your little eyes with your terrible towel. So let's kick this off, baby. <laughs>
2: Welcome to the Dogs Podcast with your hosts Blake Renicker, Justin Charles, and Josh All. What's up Browns fans? Welcome back to another live episode of the Dogs Podcast it's coming to you on what should be a national holiday, Super Bowl <laughs> Monday. I'm super
0: That's tired. <laughs> I'd say after an overtime game for sure. Uh, sure. Uh,
2: yeah. All day at work, I was just like tired. I did not want to be there at all and uh all I could think was, why do we not? Why do we not take this day off? Who doesn't watch? It? Even non-football fans watch the Super Bowl, right? Correct. We should. We should. This should be a national holiday. I um, agree. So today, obviously, we're going to unpack the Super Bowl, give you our thoughts on everything from the game uh, to the commercials and the halftime show. Good week to be a Browns fan. before Leading up to the Super Bowl, you had the NFL Honors, Browns go 4-0, uh, clean sweep, and all the categories they were nominated in. Uh, Kenny says this podcast is rigged. <laughs> You're uh, damn right it is, brother. If it was rigged, it'd be rigged to be better. <laughs> uh, we're gonna get So we're going to dive into some of the awards at the Browns one, give you so, uh, our thoughts on those. Um, so pretty good uh, postseason episode here lined up for you as the NFL season came to a close last night. Uh, before we get into it, though, remember, if you want to get your voicemails on the show, head to the dogs tap leave voicemail on the drop down menu. Uh, you can also check out the merch store there. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, please like, and subscribe, make sure you can tap the notification bell. So you don't miss any of the new episodes. You can find us on all the uh, socials, uh, TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And you can also just listen. If you prefer that way, you don't want to look at us. Just check us out on Spotify, Apple, Google, all that good stuff. Uh, and lastly, if you're looking for more dogs content, head to join the dogs.com, become an official dog pack member on the Patreon page, access to the private discord, get to play fantasy football with us again next year. uh, Extra episode every week. Hang out with everybody from um, all over the world. Browns fans from all over. It's about to be the off season. You're gonna need some some people to keep you company, uh, especially once basketball's done. It's just baseball, which can be exceptionally boring. Uh, <laughs> so uh, you know, it's a good thing to keep you company throughout the entire off season, especially when you know we get closer to the draft. There's always good stuff going on there. So uh, head to the jointhedogs.com. Become an official dog pack member. Come hang out with us more often. Uh, get to know everybody. It's a good time. Uh, so I'm just trying to catch up on some of these comments up here. Which this studio has been up. I don't even have to look at my computer for comments anymore. We got this yeah, nice screens. We, fixed the, the chat up we here. fixed the problem. We fixed
0: the problem. Blake spends five minutes getting here at go time, pulling up the chat. We said, put the chat on the wall. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: Instead, we will just have audio issues. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so bad. Obviously, last night, Super Bowl, uh, Chiefs pull off 25-22 win and I think it was only the second overtime game in uh, Super Bowl history. To be honest, until probably f- beginning of fourth quarter, f- awful boring game, man. Mm-hmm. It was it was like watching a preseason game with the, the, some of the turnovers, some of the just the dumb penalties. Like Even Trent Williams had a drive where he back-to-back penalties. I mean, it was... It was a hard, boring game to watch, unless you like really love defensive football. But the defenses were playing were playing well. Yeah. I'm not going to lie about that for the first three quarters, but I almost felt like it was more on the mistakes. Both quarterbacks had okay numbers, especially in the first half. Purdy didn't throw an incomplete pass till a couple minutes left in the second quarter. Um, but they just self-inflicted wounds. CMC's fumble. Pat Mahomes threw a, a pick. It was just... A very uncharacteristic pick. Yes, it was just an ugly game to watch for a while. Um, And I just I was sitting there with a buddy, and I was like, "Man, hopefully the fourth quarter makes it worth it." It's a close game, so hopefully this fourth quarter will deliver. The fourth quarter definitely did deliver. Overtime was is was exciting. Um, Before we dive into the game as a whole, I kind of wanted to address because it's been like it's been everywhere early in the in the first half. uh, Isaiah Pacheco fumbles. And then on the sideline, Kelsey's all fired up. He's kind of in Andy Reid's face. You got some people who are just, like, screaming like it's the most disgraceful thing they've ever <laughs> seen in their lives. You got – and then other people are, like, don't don't care. Andy Reid obviously didn't care. Um, where do you guys stand on this? I, I know what I where I'm at, so I'm interested to see what you guys think about – just the disgusting behavior out of Travis oh, okay. Kelsey.
3: <laughs> so I, I think that those two have a really great relationship, right? Working relationship. Um, more, I was more surprised because I felt like the Chiefs are always just super composed, like in these moments. And to me, it was almost like for a few weeks now, Travis Kelsey's kind of comes on glue a little bit. I mean, he was smashing his helmet like what, two weeks ago, three weeks ago. It, it was just kind of surprising um, I, so when you watch it, it was like, Jesus Christ, he about, I mean, if he would have knocked Andy Reid over, that would have been pretty, pretty bad look. I don't think it was a great look for him, but I mean, I think those two have a good enough relationship where he was like, yo, Hey, he's passionate. He cares about what's going on. Uh, probably just the wrong approach to it.
0: <laughs> right.
1: I, I, I don't mean, know. it was just.
0: Well, I don't know. Again, it was one of those things where it's like, oh man, I, I don't know if you want to be over there ramming into your coach on the sideline at this. I mean, I understand it's, it is the Super Bowl. It's a very emotional game. I just Andy Reid's like he looked so shocked that he was about to get his ass knocked down. You know, whenever I don't even know if he. It took him a minute to figure out what even happened there, but I don't know. I, I feel like everything gets made to be a bigger deal online.
2: So, yes, he if you go back and you watch, he doesn't even really touch him. Touch, like he doesn't run into him. Andy reaches, you know, he's kind of fat and old. So like he almost is more caught off guard and off balance and like almost falls. And then Travis Kelsey's like grabbing him almost like, Hey, don't fall over, man. I just want to and talk he's, to And you. he's clearly like fired up and yelling, but He didn't, I saw an article that said he body checked. No, he he didn't body (laughs) check him. And and this is what drives me crazy. And I don't like to get too political on the show, but he did a commercial, okay? And now everybody on one side of the spectrum hates him. Yeah. And it, he could come out and feed orphans and cure somebody of cancer on camera, and people would be like, he's a government plant. We hate him. <laughs> and it's just, and, and it is so annoying. And it doesn't even matter like what side of the political spectrum you are on. Like both sides, people are so freaking annoying. Yes. <laughs> like you, yep. he is fire. It is the Super Bowl. Okay. He's getting older. You don't know. You, you're never guaranteed to go back to another one as it is. Uh, he one, he wasn't in on the play, which is definitely, why would you not have him in down at the mm. goal line? Um, but he's fired up. And if Andy Reid doesn't care and they have a good enough relationship that you can do this kind of stuff, me and Justin have worked together and literally yelled at each other and a fly, lot. like screamed at each other yes. about things at work. It's work. like...
0: Yeah. I also think that there's something that a lot of, I guess there's, it seems like people under, don't understand as much anymore that between guys, like men this kind of stuff happens all the time. Yes. And and I, I'm not trying to say like men, this women, that, but we don't take things nearly as personal. Like Correct. you come mm. over body check me cause you're pissed off that you weren't in the game and you want to win. Okay. We'll get over this. Yeah, like you know Two what I mean? minutes later, yeah, I totally like, forgot. Yeah. We're, we're yeah. chest bumping each other because something <laughs> cool happened. Like it's okay. You know, we get fired up, we get passionate. I mean, it, it, it's one of those running joke things that you hear all the time. Like guys will go out in the parking lot and throw down. Then, pick each other up, go in and grab a beer. Like it's just, it just mm. is what it is.
2: Yes. So like to the, the people, I just, I was curious to see what you guys thought, what the chat thought in terms of, I'm just seeing it. Like he should have been benched. So if he Bench? would have been,
3: if it was a, that big of a deal to Andy Reed, cause Andy Reed's the kind of guy he's,
2: I, An I, think coach. If it, I think
3: if he really had took offense to it, he would have benched him. He came out, Travis Kelsey came out second half, had eight catches for 92 yards.
2: Yes. He balled out.
3: Mm-hmm. They focused on him, so whatever I'd, I'd be interested in hearing that mic'd up. I'm pretty sure I know what he said because I'm pretty good at uh, you know lip reading. But
2: <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure I saw like a couple, um, a couple minutes later, like Travis Kelsey went back up to him and like hugged him and said sorry about that, and they like kind of like chuckled it off. And, and that's and, how and, But it of goes. course, they didn't show that anywhere. No, right. you know what I mean. So that's um, one of those things. Like I just, I I just. It, I pretty much hate the the universe in the world anymore. Like you just, you have to base your entire opinion like based on who you're going to vote for for president anymore, and it's just so fucking annoying. God, I hate it. I know, man. You can't it's, watch it's like, movies anymore. It's, you can't yeah. watch football anymore. Like it's just. I don't know. Maybe I'm the weird one, but I can watch a movie that has somebody in it that I know that I might think they're a dumbass in real life, but they're sweet in this movie, and I can still enjoy that movie. I can watch a football player who maybe made a commercial I didn't like and still think he's a good football player and enjoy the football game.
0: Maybe I'm the weird one. I've said that to people before. (laughs) I've said, I'm not trying to be best friends with these guys. Yes. like I'm not trying to hang out with them or whatever. It, It just... Enjoy the game. Just enjoy the freaking game. My mm-hmm. goodness, people.
2: Yeah, so I was, I was just curious to see what everybody's thoughts were on that. Um, the more that I thought about the game the game itself, um, I guess we'll, we'll talk about the Chiefs then, is where does this put Mahomes in your guys's GOAT category? We talked about it a little bit before the game. Like, was he already up there? I, Chiefs are officially a dynasty now. Oh, okay. Sure. I mean, if they weren't already, they're officially a dynasty. I would have called on that to begin with, yes. or before this, but yeah. Uh, but three and one in Super Bowls definitely looks a lot better in two and two. You know sure. what I mean? Uh, how long does the dynasty last? And can anybody catch him? Is anybody even close? I guess there's a lot to unpack there, but I guess so. We can start with is Mahomes your goat? Is he my goat? Is he the goat? Your okay, goat? Okay, so uh, you want to answer it.
3: So I think for uh, like this group right here us our generation's goat is tom brady we grew up watching tom brady hate him or love him he was that dude he was the dude that had the rings he was the one that was always in the super bowl there's a generation coming up of kids and younger guys and girls now that patrick mahomes is that guy and i think that is he tom brady goat right now no but is he staking the claim to be there Absolutely. I mean, the kid is 28. He's got three Super Bowl rings, three MVPs, and he lost one also. He's been in six straight AFC championship games. I mean, like, if you really look at and it's not like, oh, hey, I took less money. Like, he was that guy for a lot of years. He was the dude. You know what I mean? I've never, it, to me, like, when I watch Patrick Mahomes, he's like one of the best quarterbacks I've ever watched. Some of the stuff that he does is just phenomenal. So I don't think that you can say, oh, he's taken over Tom Brady is to go, but is he on his way to that? Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, Tom Brady played until he was what, 44? His kids, twenty eight. Mm. He's not even thirty yet.
0: I it's mean, wild. if you if you to use the words of Tony Romo, it's the Patrick Mahomes mystique. Oh God. Right? Well that How many times did we have to hear that uh, BS on the broadcast Luckily, well, I was we had
2: people at the house. I was the volume listening. was low. Yeah. <laughs> um I will Tom Brady's still, I would say the goat because he's the most accomplished over a span of time. He's got all the records, all the mm-hmm. super bowls. But I think you can say that, like, I think it's Patrick Mahomes is the best player that's ever played quarterback. I think, I think, he, yeah. I think you can say that already. That's I and, think you're, what he, you're can, not what he for that. can
0: do at that position is different than what other guys can do at that position. You know, it's, and, and they talk about all the time It's the athleticism It's the arm angles. It's, just he's just so freaking smart out there. And whenever it came down to that overtime, when they got the ball back after the 49ers kicked that field goal, and I might be jumping ahead a little bit here, but they kept showing Patrick Mahomes on the field after each play. And the way he was like, just orchestrating the offense and instructing everybody what to do, where to go, what we're doing here on the field. And it's just a look in his eye. I don't know how to explain it, but I just saw a look. I'm like, they're going to freaking win this game because he's in the, like that was a zone. You well, could see the zone in his eyes.
2: I knew they were going to win when uh, they kicked a field goal in overtime and there's two minutes to go, essentially, and they had two timeouts. I was like – and then they just let him yeah. go four plays right down the field, just dump-offs. I don't know what the Niners' defensive strategy was uh, or in regulation. What was the def- their strategy uh, in regulation when they go up three and there's a minute 43 left, I believe, and Patrick Mahomes has, t- has two timeouts? Why are you playing – Soft coverage and just letting them three plays. They were in field goal range
3: and know. it looked and it looked casual. Yeah, and there it never looked rushed. It never looked like a two minute drill. It looked like oh, we're just we're gonna go down the field here and uh,
2: no big deal. Like what were they doing? Uh, Pastor Rob up here says, did they give Mahomes the MVP? Yes. I don't know who would get it, but OMG participation award. If I've ever, I'm guessing you might see one. <laughs> who else would you give it to?
3: For the Chiefs? Yeah. Yeah, for the Chiefs, I don't Maybe know. Maybe their kicker? Yeah. When you have three Maybe. field goals, four field goals and a record? Their,
2: he had like a little over half their points. Uh Mahomes was thirty-four of forty six for three hundred and thirty two yards, two touchdowns to pick, and he had a ninety nine point three quarterback rating and a seventy five point eight QBR. Pretty sure
3: he had sixty uh rush yards too. 66.
2: Yeah, and he had sixty six rush yards. Like where and one of them was like a, a huge scramble yes. late. Who else was the I don't understand why this is considered a participation trophy. I, I mean, and he did against what's considered arguably top three defense in all of football after
0: the weekend we've had too, as Browns fans, the last thing I ever want to hear again is participation trophy. <laughs> yes. So I, I don't, I don't buy that for one second. I think he was definitely the MVP for the chiefs. Now, if it were the 49ers, I, th- I would have gone maybe somebody on their defensive side, Jawan Jennings. Yes. Yep. Um, I think CMC, you could CMC, even, they, yeah, had, they had a few guys that were really yeah. contributing. And I feel like the chiefs had kind of, it was spread out. You know what I mean? Like, yes, Travis Kelsey was the leader, but, you know, on the receiving end. But, I mean, Rasheed Rice did some nice things. McCole Hardman did some nice things. Nobody, I mean, Pacheco did what he needed to do except for the fumble. On defense, I mean, Chris Jones was all over, you know, in, in Purdy's face. And I forget what what's the one cornerback's name. McDuffie. That was a they, great play. They just had a lot of players play really well. But I think overall, Mahomes, without him, you don't go down the field like that. You don't score those points you don't win that game
2: yes he just always makes the right play the scr- his scrambling he's you don't think of him in terms of like uh, he's not a lamar runner not even really like a josh allen but we have talked about it even if you go back to when the uh the browns played him in the playoffs a couple years ago his scrambling on third down yeah. it's 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 crazy how he just keeps drives alive with his feet he can throw on the run from every arm angle um like i said I don't know I don't know if you can call him the greatest of all time yet in terms of career because he's so far behind in terms of what Brady finished with, because Brady played twenty years. Um and Brady beat him in a Super Bowl. But if the guy plays fifteen more years like this, he's gonna dwarf every record. He's already yeah. he's like if you look at the first so many um years of their career, what he's played to so far compared to Tom Brady's, he's killing him in essentially every category.
3: I think there's only like Three guys really like Tom Brady, Joe Montana, Patrick Mahomes is right there now.
0: And that's one thing, if we're going to, you know, the whole goat discussion, I I do like thinking of it more in eras too, because the game of football is so different right now than it was when Tom Brady was first starting out in his first 10 years in the game. I mean, it was run and defense and Mm -hmm. then him just being able to pick a part of defense underneath and all that kind of stuff where the, the chiefs can actually go to Mahomes and say, Go win us the game, go go throw for three hundred plus yards, and I just I I definitely think what you said earlier is true. Like Brady's got to be the goat of our generation, but Mahomes of this generation is the goat already.
2: I think. Oh, free yeah. It's honestly, I don't even think there's anybody really that close. I, <laughs> um, like you, you'll hear Josh Allen, you'll hear yeah. this stuff, but. I mean, not, not when it not. comes
3: to accolades. And- <laughs> Joe
2: Joe Burrow always plays well against them. Yeah, um, but uh, Joe Burrow. And I'm, this isn't a Joe Burrow hate session. Joe Burrow has the luxury of throwing to T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, Jamar Chase. He has Joe Mixon, uh, Travis or uh, Patrick Mahomes just won the Super Bowl with the worst wide receiving core in football.
0: McCole Hardman caught the game winner.
2: I, they led the league in drops. By like I'm pretty sure significant margin. They 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 had the the worst wide receiver core in football. If this was the year to beat them, this was the year to do it. If you didn't beat them this year, when are who this is kind of goes into my next point. How long does it last? They traded Tyreek Hill two years ago and they won two Super Bowls without him.
3: (laughs) Right. And everybody thought they were done. Yeah. As soon as they traded Tyreek. They replaced
2: Tyreek Hill with Valdez Scantling who can't catch a cold half the time. Most of the time. And Kadarius Tony, who Who is not even going to be in the league probably. (laughs) And he just won back-to-back Super Bowls. Like, so who catches him? How long does it last? Because, like, it's... I think it it solidified the reason why the Browns made the move of quarterback they did. You're not going to beat this guy. And I'm not even this person that thinks... Like, I think Brock Purdy is better than what most people like to give him credit for. You're not beating Patrick Mahomes with that. We like, talked
0: about that before you got in here. We were was, talking about how you still need an elite quarterback. You have to. It's if, if,
2: if
3: ever we thought, man, maybe this was like almost like a changing of guard. Like if you have a great defense, maybe you don't have to have the top three, top five quarterback guy. I mean, well, that point's blown up because <laughs> <laughs> the same guy just proved again, like, hey, you need to have an elite you have to have elite level quarterback play. If and this you wasn't want even
0: like his best season. No, this is, you know overall, like the regular season, Patrick Mahomes had a down year. You would say we but thought it, they were
2: done. That's who I want. all year. That's who I yeah. wanted the Browns to play in the playoffs. I was like, if we could get the Chiefs somehow, I think we could. They're reeling. We could. We could take them. And then they just won the Super Bowl. Yep. Yep. Um, they now they had a they had a good defense, and I thought Quincy Carrier made a good point on Twitter too. He said. This kind of puts to bed the narrative that you can't pay your quarterback top dollar and still go win. Patrick Mahomes got half a billion dollars. Right. Right. won two Super Bowls. Like, if your guy is that guy, yes, you can. I mean, he just won it with Scantling, Darius Toney. I mean, Rasheed Rice ended up being nice. Yeah. And I think he's going to go on to be nice. But, man, like, if they add a guy in free agency, you know they're going to. They're not going to waste Reed. They're not going to waste the last year or two at Kelsey. They're definitely not going to waste Patrick Mahomes. Like they're going to go add somebody, and I think I saw they're very they're in a good spot financially to go do so. I mean, it's going to it goes through Kansas City until yep. until it's it's just like it went through Foxborough and it goes through Kansas City now. Uh, now, the Chiefs did have a great defense this year. They faced the number two, three, four, and six offense in the playoffs, which combined to average 28.3 points per game this season, and they held them to uh, – they averaged 15.8 against Kansas City in the playoffs. So, the 12.5 points under their average in the playoffs against the Chiefs. Their defense was very good. You give Pat Mahomes that kind of defense, yep, yep. he's going to win Super Bowl. We thought
3: they were super just kind of disrespected. Well, I felt like I've said it for a few weeks now, like their defense is really, really good, but you don't hear about them because Patrick Mahomes is on that team. Travis Kelsey is on that team. You have Andy Reid. I think it's interesting. Chris Jones is a free agent. So I think if they want to keep something going there, they should probably.
2: Adam Schefter said that he doesn't think Jones wants to leave. Right. But he would, if people just start throwing stupid money at him, it's hard to turn down stupid money. Stupid money is hard yeah. to turn down for sure. But he, uh, he doesn't think Chris Jones wants to leave. Why would you want to? Right. If you keep winning Super Bowls, you're going to keep getting endorsements. You're going to keep legacy. Getting, yes. You're going to make your fame. money. You're going to keep getting contracts. Like you don't need to get one, $100 million contract. If you can get three $40 million contracts, like um, so in that, obviously the math is, I was just giving you an example. Yeah. <laughs> don't, don't, Idiot. Don't come at me. You know, math. People. This isn't the math show. Yeah.
0: What's up, Ohio? Don't miss out on this fantastic offer from DraftKings for the big game. New customers who sign up with our promo code The Dogs, all one word, and place a $5 first bet will instantly receive $200 in bonus bets. You'll get eight $25 bonus bet tokens, allowing you to make multiple wagers with your reward. These tokens are valid for seven days, giving you time to find your favorite bets. If you download the DraftKings app before the big game, make sure to sign up with our code the Dogs, to get your $200 of bonus bets. This offer is only available for new customers who are 21 and older and physically present in Ohio. Please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Check the episode description for the full terms of the offer to see if you qualify. This episode is sponsored by Omaha Steaks. Browns fans, if you missed out on the four chicken breasts and four pork chops that Omaha Steaks was doing here recently, don't worry. You can head to OmahaSteaks.com slash dogs, D-A-W-G-S, today, and you'll get four free steak burgers added to any order over $99. Plus, if you have an order that's over $149, use code dogs, D-A-W-G-S, when you check out. And you'll get $30 off of that order. So right now is the perfect time to stock up. Load up that cart, guys. Steak, burgers, chicken, jumbo franks, desserts, ready-to-eat meals. They got seafood. They've got so many different things at Omaha Steaks and all of it. I've had all of it except for the seafood. I'm not going to lie. I'm not much of a seafood eater myself my fiance thinks I'm weird, but that's okay. Everybody is their own person, but the rest of the food I've had it all and it is phenomenal. So head to Omaha slash dogs right now, get four free burgers on any order over $99 and use promo code dogs. When you check out on any order over $149 and get $30 off your order today, Omaha slash dogs, minimum order may apply.
2: So is anybody anybody in the AFC who's the closest to, to taking them down?
3: I don't. I mean, going into this year, I would have said, I, I think Buffalo's still there. I think Baltimore kind of. Baltimore looked like a team that I thought that they were going to be extremely difficult to get out. I thought that they were going to be the team that, unfortunately, I was going to have to watch them win a Super Bowl.
2: There's like the. It's hard for me to say that it's the Ravens and the Bills though when.
3: We just what, watched what, that.
2: Yes. I mean, the Ravens are loaded. All we heard from every single Ravens fan who couldn't stay out of our comments up until they lost and all of a sudden magically they're gone. Yeah, I haven't um, heard much. Yeah. It's very quiet. Is just how it's the best roster in all of football, and they couldn't beat him. Yep. The, the, if the Bills couldn't beat them this year, when are they going to beat right. them? I agree. You know what I mean? I think you'd have to – the Bengals, depending on what they keep together, they've kind of had the Chiefs number. Um, I don't know. Hopefully the Browns. But it's, yeah. it's going to take Deshaun Watson being that guy that we paid for. If, if anything less – you saw what it's going to take.
0: And it's kind of – I mean, I guess the one encouraging thing is when the last time Deshaun Watson played Patrick Mahomes in the playoffs, they were up big, and then the Houston defense just totally shit the bed, and Patrick Mahomes did his thing. But at least Watson was out there going toe-to-toe.
2: For half – I don't remember how many points they scored in the second half.
0: I don't know how many they scored, but I know how many of the Chiefs scored, and it was enough to beat them. That um, game was crazy,
2: but it it's going to take it's going to take top level QB play to go into Kansas City and beat that guy. So um, then you kind of shift to the other side, and Andrew Jackson had a um, a super chat up there. He said something is Shanahan, the worst, like one of the worst big time uh, big game coaches. 0-3, oh, one of those, obviously, he was a, a coordinator, offensive coordinator in Atlanta, but they are up 28-3 to three and lost. He was calling plays. It's the biggest comeback in Super Bowl history. Uh, and both times with the Niners, he's had 10-point leads, and they lose. Um, I will say this. We are friends with a guy who's a huge 49ers fan, and he was telling me for the last two weeks leading up to this game, he was worried about Kyle. He didn't trust Kyle. Hmm. He 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 looks at Kyle Shanahan almost as like a, a weakness of their team. Really? Yes. Like he's he thinks like he's good, but he he doesn't think he's like this the goat or like just this top-level guy like the media and some people because he he watches them every week, follows him nonstop, and he sees some of the stuff he does in terms of clock management. He, their injuries are so high, he thinks, because some like using Debo as a running back and then wondering why he's getting hurt. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like his usage, he just like – he doesn't – he just plugs and plays people. He doesn't take into account like body and and all that kind of stuff, usage. Um, he runs them into the ground. Like he's – I'm not going to say he wants them fired, but he's not like this guy that he thinks is completely untouchable. And I've kind of mentioned this before. Somebody uh, – I said something on Twitter last night like, at what point do you have a conversation about Kyle Shanahan – and they said, Stefanski's just Shanahan light. And I said, I'd make the argument that Stefanski is better. He's done, at least in terms of win percentage, more with less. Kyle Shanahan, yeah. when he was in Atlanta for a year, had the MVP and Matt Ryan. Yep. Had Julio Jones. Did they have Roddy White then? I don't remember if that, or if that was... I th- did
0: they have Ridley, though?
2: They had Calvin Ridley, <laughs> Julio Jones, uh, MVP Matt Ryan... Okay, Dan Quinn's the head coach who obviously knows defense. Great defensive guy. When he's been with the Niners, they're freaking loaded. Yeah, they're of course it, he made the Super Bowl. The NFC is trash. He and they have the most complete roster in football. It's it's arguably not even close. Top to bottom, it's the best roster in football. I agree. Of course, he wins lots of games and he has postseason postseason success. But man. CMC at one point had nine carries. Ray's texting me like, run the freaking ball. <laughs> you got you have the guy who just went offensive player of the year and you're not giving him the, the ball. And it was
3: working. The, yeah. w- the rush attack was oh, working. was for it Sam- ever? Yeah. I, I don't know.
2: So it, like, it, what where's, where's the narrative going to change about him? Because I feel like he can do no wrong in, in terms of the media's eyes.
3: I mean, San Francisco's not going to fire him. I mean, no, you, you know you, what I mean. You know but, what?
2: I, you can't. I don't think you could fire him. Right? Is he going to learn? Because again, when I said I, I can make the argument, Kevin's better. Kevin and uh, I believe Kevin and Kyle's win percentage are, are very close, like very, very close. And obviously, Kyle has the postseason success. He's had the way better rosters. Okay, Kevin has done it with rosters that on paper should have been good, but he had tons of injuries, dealing with backup quarterbacks, and they win at least the same percentage of games and Kyle Shanahan without his, his starting quarterback is 30 games under 500.
0: And one thing that I couldn't help thinking last night was, you know, they played the chiefs a few years ago with Jimmy Garoppolo and they came up short. So it was get rid of Jimmy, spend all these draft picks, go draft Trey Lance. We have to get that elite quarterback, right. To beat Patrick Mahomes, to be able to win this game. And then they don't even use Trey Lance, trade him away, bring in Brock Purdy, go to the game, and come up short again. So, at what point is it your quarterback's issue, and what point is it your coach? I, I,
3: to me, there was they were on their way to winning that Super Bowl. I think that muff punt muff was completely was- a momentum change. Yep. I, I at one point I was like, "Well, Kansas City is pretty much they're they're toast right now. They couldn't move the ball. They couldn't do anything." I felt like that that they were just kind of defeated. And then that that punt was huge. You think about even at the beginning of the game, the CMC fumble, even though it didn't matter, you come out with points there. It really came down to a mixed, uh, missed extra point.
2: It was blocked, right?
3: Yeah, correct. Yeah, Blocked, extra, blocked point. extra point. You know, you have a CMC fumble. There was just points that were left off the board and opportunities and just I felt like when they made mistakes, they were just so critical that you look back on the entire game. At the time, it didn't matter. It's like, oh, hey, Kansas City didn't score any points either. But you look back at the entirety of the game, you're like, that that they had them beat.
2: Yeah, it, they they dominated the game basically for three quarters and lost. Yeah. Um. Where do you guys, how much stock do you put into the the story that the 49ers players? Didn't know the overtime rules. Did you see what Armstead and, said? And then you hear the Chiefs guy came out and said every week in the playoffs during meetings, we had mm-hmm. OT rules covering and strategy. Strategy, yeah. For oh, overtime. I didn't catch that. That's every interesting. week in the playoffs. And they said they did it twice during Super Bowl week because they had two weeks to prepare. And there's 49ers players who didn't even know the new rules. Shanahan came out and said he wanted, uh, they kicked. Because they wanted to have the third possession in case they scored and Kansas City matched, they wanted to have the ball with a chance that any score would win it. But like I, I if you go down and you only get three, or even if you get seven, now the chiefs know they got four downs every play. Mm-hmm. Yep. okay, they got four downs every play. The clock then essentially doesn't matter because each team you get your possession. So, like you heard, some people were confused. Uh, Tony Romo was saying, "Like this is just like the first quarter, yeah, right." And it's because they get their full possession. They had they it, the clock didn't matter, so it would it just would have went to basically quarter number two of overtime, and they could have kept going. So, kicking it made no sense to me.
0: I'm with you on that. Yep, everything
2: and, and, and I've heard the about fact that, that. And does the players not knowing the rules is does it really matter? probably you probably told him what to do like you you went and got him and you told him what you wanted to do it, it's a coin toss but it kind of shows to your preparation right
3: when you're selling them at the coin toss <laughs> yes
2: you know what i mean like um so it's
3: just i don't know so we're, i mean were you surprised by the decision at the coin toss because they won the coin toss Were you thinking they, like, almost like a college football approach where you're like we want them to go first we want to we want to take defense first because it really doesn't and with the new overtime rule, it doesn't matter. If they score a touchdown, you still get a possession. Yes. Yeah, so, so, ca- so you're saying kicked. just, yeah.
0: And just because I I didn't really catch all the new overtime rules. So say say the 49ers uh, kick the ball, Chiefs go, and they fumble. Or they throw an interception. 49ers get the ball, go down, and score. That, that's game that's over, it. right? That's, that's done. done. So that's yeah. another reason for me to want to give the other team the ball first. Like, I'll give you the first chance to make a mistake. Yes. You know? Yeah. And it's, I, a, it's a lot easier, too, to sit here the next day and go uh you know well
2: if you know the the rules all year though right so you would think like especially if you have two weeks to prepare you'd be sitting with your coaches coming up with a strategy just in but case it's not it's not sudden death in you obviously five years ago you take the ball yes you know what i mean you take the ball um so uh make sure we pin this this guy's stuff about defense play we're going to get to this stuff the award so i want to make sure we cover this because i'm a little bit stunned uh uh-huh. So then, so with, yeah, the Shanahan stuff, it, it kind of blew my mind a little bit. Like, again, it, it, what, what else does the guy need? Like, so now, and if he says, well, I need elite-level quarterback play, well, Brock Purdy played, played pretty elite pretty for darn you good. All the I year. I thought he played well, yeah. Okay, he, he played pretty, he was MVP discussions all season. Two, yeah. you went and traded for the guy who was supposed to be your Mahomes beater, and you got rid of him so it's
0: three starts
2: yeah so it's um like there's obviously a lot of good out there in san francisco but they got things to figure out at the same time like Mm -hmm. that's that's rough yep um so then with this transfer you can kind of go into the fun side of the game where what was your guys' favorite commercial i know mine is right off the top of my head
3: mine's state farm with arnold that was awesome it was great i think that was my favorite one the uh when he was just like, "She's going into labor." That was it for me. <laughs> I thought that was a classic, classic commercial.
2: Very good. Uh, my favorite one, not even close, is on different. Was the one with Michael Sarah. Oh, oh yes, God, I forgot about that when one. He says, "Yeah, let my cream moisturize." Yeah. You. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, that yeah, one was solid. And he's like, stand yeah. at the end, and he's like, "Get it, because my name is Sarah," and they're just like.
0: No, no, no. It's
3: good. To me, that
2: was, that was the
0: best. Like that was
2: was excellent.
0: Yeah. Some of those super bad, like throwbacks and stuff. That was, that was pretty good. I, the one that kind of stood out to me was the Aubrey Plaza and, um, uh, the, what's the guy's name? Uh, Ron Swanson guy. Yeah, Ron Swanson. I, why can't I think of the actor's name? Shoot. Nick Offerman. Yes. There you go. But I thought that was pretty cool. Whenever he popped up at the end, I'm like, oh, I like this. You know, yeah. as I, a Parks and Recs fan.
2: The Christopher Walken one. I got to go back and watch it. I missed it. I went into the surprise, the kitchen. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and, and missed that one. Uh, but yeah, the, the Michael Sarah one made me laugh a lot. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be quoting that one for a while. Um, and then what'd you guys think of the halftime show In chat? What'd you guys think?
0: I'll go first here real quick okay. because Megan had just gotten home from work and I was like, hey, I'm going to go jump in the shower. She's like, don't pause it right here. I want to watch the halftime show. I'm like, oh, okay, we'll watch the halftime show real quick. And it came out and when Usher first started, I was like, it doesn't sound very good. Like the, the audio and everything. Hello. It didn't sound all that great. I was like, I hope this gets better. And it got better. Like mm-hmm. I, We were sitting there on the couch and we were just saying, I think everybody in their 30s right now, Watching this is having a blast. Yes, and and I'm he's singing songs. I'm like, oh my gosh! I listened to this in like sixth grade. This is unreal.
3: I thought it (laughs) was so old. (laughs) I thought it was all bangers. Like every song that he he sung, I was like, man, this is another really good one. I thought it started off a little slow. Like, uh, but by the end of it, I was like, this. I think right as Alicia Keys kind of came on, I was like, here we go. Yeah, it's it's coming
2: alive. It started a little slow. I mean, it wasn't bad. No, I can appreciate for the first time in what feels like a while two people were out there actually singing and sure. I feel
0: it's yeah. usually just straight lip syncing by the end of it. I, I came to understand that. Okay. He was moving across the field from one set to another, to another. So the transitioning and Hey, audio problems, right? We have those. So I, <laughs> Charles, I, I totally understand. They're doing it live and it definitely got better. It, t- it did.
2: I don't even like Alicia Keys. I'm not a huge Alicia Keys fan, but when she came out, they were doing their thing. I was like, okay, it's picking up. And yeah. then get, I was like, are we gonna get Luda? Yeah, <laughs> we did the same. We were sitting on the couch. We're like, we're both at the same time.
0: Luda. And then
2: he came out. <laughs> and I was like, okay, this is this is sweet. <laughs> like, uh, I was I was pumped for like the ludicrous was the the cherry on top for me. Uh, so I thought it was good. The good halftime show. It it wasn't Fitty, Eminem, no Snoop Dogg. But Bruno, I think Bruno oh, Bruno if you go back like there. the last four or five Bruno years, Mars is good. If you go back like the last four or five years, I would put this at like second behind the Eminem fifty-one. Well, don't ask
3: like uh, anybody like out of our age gap group because I've I've I got a lot of feedback today, and uh, here's the uh, thing:
2: is it's the same (laughs) thing.
3: I know. Where's Tom Petty at? Where's the Rolling Stones at? It's it's the Super Bowl (laughs)
2: halftime show. Like people, I guarantee you, my if my dad watched that, it was the worst thing he's ever seen in his life. It was just so. Call
3: Bono back up and get you two (laughs) back out there.
2: uh, You can't. The, you're never going to make, you can't even make everybody like one group happy and one group. Okay. One group is going to be happy and the other group is going to be the NFL's awful. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Um, but and all those people said they were boycotting the NFL three years ago, but here we are, they're still watching. Right. <laughs> right. Um, so yeah, I thought it was a good halftime show. I, I enjoyed it. And like you guys said, by the time you got to the end, you had Lil John and yeah. you had, and you had ludicrous out there. Like it was good. It was good. Yep. Um, so that's, what, that's kind of what we thought about the Super Bowl. I uh, kind of want to transition now into a little bit of Browns talk here. Uh, Browns awards, NFL awards, about what? What was that? About Thursday. Ago, th- oh, not even. Yeah. Right after we did ago. the Mad
0: Dogs, man. Yeah, oh, man. that's right.
2: Uh, so right after the Mad Dogs, you were able to catch like, the, the second-rate show on ESPN, the NFL, uh, the <laughs> NFL awards. Browns went four for four, clean sweep. We're going to get into all of it. We got some comments I want to get into up here. The first one I want to talk about, Joe Flacco winning comeback player of the year. How surprised were you guys? I, I thought I didn't think he had a, sh- a chance to win it, to be honest, because I mean, the dude literally died on the field. That's
0: funny. Cause I'm actually 0% shocked. <laughs>
2: I, so
3: I thought it was a cool story. And I mean, I guess being a Browns fan, it was even better. You know what I mean? Cause I'm like, man, this guy's doing it for us. I'm I'm with you, Blake. I thought just the fact that DeMar Hamlin was able to get back on the field. I was like, well, this is a done deal. You know what I mean? Like we watched that dude pretty much die last year. Uh, am I am I happy for Joe Flacco absolutely so you know
2: I'm definitely I'm happy for Joe Flacco I'm, I'm happy, happy for Demar what? Hamlin also like yes, uh, I'm happy he's, he's here yeah. and that's
0: the thing yeah I saw some people like you know because we we're posting online about hey Joe you know good job for Joe Flacco and they're like the other guy Demar Hamlin literally died and I've said well I mean I get that but it's also comeback player of he won at life though not come for back. real so sit on the roster, he, Demar Hamlin. But well, I think he appeared in three games, made two tackles all season. Like
2: so, my my thing was, I thought like, did Joe play enough to get an award like this? And then I'm like, well, the guy who came in second played less, right? He might have been on a roster all year, but mm. he played less. Um, I I thought there's a chance Baker would get more votes. I did sure. too. I thought yep. he would get more votes. Was is there a most improved player?
0: Uh I think I feel like there might have used to be but
2: because if there was I thought Baker like if you're not going to give him comeback I definitely think yeah, Baker could he had have a great made, season. like the most improved player so I thought Baker would kind of steal more votes um but Joe Joe actually had less first place votes than DeMar Hamlin but he got so many second place votes he he got the win I think is how it worked out so I was happy to see Joe Flacco uh get that um I I think it was well deserved I mean he came in essentially saved the season for the Browns yeah. made it a season worth yeah. Worth watching down the stretch.
0: Before we go into the other awards, let me ask you guys real quick. In any of the categories, were there any finalists that you didn't think sh- were deserving? Because me personally, I felt like for any of these awards, I'm like, I could see any of these guys winning it because I felt like the finalists all deserved to be there.
2: I don't even know who all the nominations were. I think somebody up here says it depends on how you define the comeback. It's not a really well defined. I agree. Like even Joe Flacco said, what am I coming back from? I just. I'm just old. It wasn't on a team. <laughs> like you know what I mean. And True. Like, like what is Baker? What was Baker coming back from? He played football last year. He just wasn't really on good every at team. It, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, it was so like Geno
0: Smith won it the year before. What did he come back from? He, he never was anything.
2: Yes. So I guess it's not clearly defined in terms of, and I guess that's why they can kind of like nominate and give it to whoever they want. Sure. Um. But yeah, I thought uh, I was happy to see Joe get it. Uh, the next, the next award we won, assistant coach of the year. Uh, I don't know if you can scroll up. We had a comment about this from this watching stuff guy.
0: I can't scroll up on there.
2: Oh, okay. Nope. <laughs> so, um, he he said something about like Jim Schwartz. He said the only legitimate one that we got was Stefanski winning uh, coach of the year. If you if you think Stefanski could win coach of the year like we do, what did Schwartz not do to deserve assistant coach of the year? He took a defense that was awful and took them to the, the number one defense in the in football.
0: Absolutely. I mean, at the, by the end of the season and we'll get to this when we get to the defensive player discussion, but the Browns were number one in yardage allowed, number one in passing yardage and I think 14th by the end of the season in rushing. But overall still the number one defense even with the poor showings on the road. So, yeah, like, it was huge improvement.
2: Yes, it was I honestly don't even know, like, who else would have been an option.
0: Yeah, that's the one category I don't know who all was nominated either.
2: So, I mean, uh, yeah, I don't understand. Like, this guy's up here. He started with, I'm a lifelong Browns fan. And as I read, I'm like, I don't believe you. Well,
0: how many people (laughs) all year said that we should fire Stefanski and make Schwartz the coach? (laughs) All of them. All of them, yes.
2: (laughs) Yeah, so um, that takes us then to coach of the year. Kevin Stefanski won his second coach of the year. He has now been coach of the year for 50% of the seasons. He's been the head coach in Cleveland. Won uh, by one vote over D'Amico Ryans, who I thought for sure was going to be the coach of the year up until about like week maybe 14 or 15. And I was like, maybe Kevin face is going to steal this away. Yeah. Um, and I think, I think if Kevin didn't get it, the other guy that I thought was deserving was D'Amico Ryans. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I really liked Dean Campbell. Uh, but I feel like if he was going to win the award, he should have won it last year. I know they right. only went like seven and eight or eight and nine last year, but they were huge turnaround. Everybody right. knew the Lions were going to win the division this year, and then and they stayed healthy all year. You don't get to be coach of the year for coaching your absolutely loaded roster to winning all the games they were supposed to win.
0: Right, and you could have said the same thing for the Browns had they gotten to the end of the season with their loaded roster. We were completely depleted, and yet still made the playoffs eleven and six. I mean,
2: yes, if Deshaun is healthy all year. And Nick Chubb is healthy all year and our line is healthy all year. And we win 11, 12 games. Kevin is he not coach of the year.
0: No. Probably not even nominated. Yes. I agree. Yeah.
2: But he won eleven games with twenty some percent of his roster on IR. Yep. So uh well deserved out of him you got to think an extension is coming soon for him in AB. Oh, it's oh, got to sure. be.
3: Yeah. I just read something a couple of days ago that said that they're going to try to get that done during the off season. Like the, make
2: it, make it happen.
0: The the cool thing about Kevin, and I don't know if you guys saw this number, but only thir- he's only the 13th head coach in NFL history to win coach of the year multiple times. That's awesome. So, I mean, only 13 guys have ever done this, and he's one of them.
2: I made a, uh, I made a post on Twitter right after he won. I said, half of Browns Nation right now is so confused. <laughs> yeah. Somebody said, yeah, he's the only garbage coach to win it twice. <laughs> yeah. We try to tell people. I we were know. about halfway through the season. We, were, we said, this guy's closer to winning coach of the year than he is to getting fired. And people were saying, he's the worst coach in football, blah, blah, blah. blah. Guys, he is a top coach in football. Yes. He and, and to, to the people who want to give all the credit to Jim Schwartz, who hired Jim Schwartz? Who who would looked at his staff in the offseason and said, I gotta make changes? Who fired Joe Woods and Prefert and went out and got Ventrone and Jim Schwartz? Handed them the keys, gave them the tools what they needed, um, empowered them to make decisions on their side of the ball. Kevin Stefanski did. He's the head coach. He's a good coach. You don't I don't see other head coaches uh being um criticized for having good coordinators. Dane Campbell doesn't call plays on either side of the ball. So does, why was he nominated for coach of the year? Apparently he does nothing. (laughs) That's a good point. You know what I mean? That's a good point. So so like half of the Browns fans were just so annoying for most of the season when in terms of the coaching, all this fires to fancy guys, he's going to be here for a while. And the only reason
0: people were really saying that is because they, they would casually watch a game, see the Browns, run a play on one one or two third, plays right yeah, on third and two and it's a pass instead of a run and it's pj walker hits a guy in a helmet whenever there's three guys right here that are wide open you know what i mean so it was we we kind of came around too because early in the season we were like well what's going on with the play calling and then as the season progressed and we watched closer it's like dude there are freaking guys open kevin schemed up i mean the one game i forget which game it was we had four straight goal line plays. He called four straight touchdowns, and only the fourth one was actually completed because the first three got effed up by the players. But they were open. And yeah. it's like, dude, what
2: more do you want this guy to do? Larry Bowden says it's not half. It's maybe 10% of the fame. Maybe. You could be correct. I guess I spend all of my time on Twitter. It's a bad place to be. Yeah, but yes. Super, and it's, it's kind of fun, too. And on at least online, that that percentage of people there is way more people that were screaming for him to be fired than screaming for him to get an extension and
0: they could also just be the loudest yes but either way
2: um so well well deserved for kevin stefanski for having coach of the year and still just being so handsome Uh, (laughs) still having such a great beard great beard um uh, so i'm pumped for him i'm pumped to see the extension for him and ab This episode is brought to you by Danger Coffee. Browns
0: fans, we talk about how Danger Coffee is made free from mold toxins that are in 45% of the world's coffee, but that's not all that Danger Coffee has to offer. Mineral and nutrient deficiencies are a big deal. They make you feel sick, tired, stressed, and they can give you brain fog. These deficiencies negatively affect your immune system, your digestion, sleep, metabolism. Have you ever wondered why you get an initial burst from your coffee? But then you get that little crash not long after danger coffee's patent pending process remineralizes your body with more than 50 trace minerals and electrolytes leaving you more energized engaged powerful these micronutrients enter the cells to boost performance they bind to toxins to provide detoxification support I know that sounds like a lot, but the bottom line, guys, is minerals matter. And most of us really don't get enough of them on a daily basis. Danger Coffee delivers micronutrients. Plus, it gives you access to the minerals you already have. Head to DangerCoffee.com. Use our code DOGS, D-A-W-G-S, for 10% off your order. And that code can be used over and over. So you get 10% off every order you make using code DOGS. It's time to start every day off with a cup of coffee that gets you going and actually keeps you going.
2: DangerCoffee.com code dogs so that we are going to get to a voicemail now we do have a voicemail we want to get to before we talk about the next award this one's from kenny mack
1: yo guys it's kenny mack and shout out to all our guys nominated in all those categories that won but we got to talk about the defensive player of the year i mean what's going on steelers fan you got to just take your little yellow towel and dry your eyes and get over this there's two things that you guys are doing right now. Number one, you're saying it's fixed or rigged. And the other thing is you keep using the word they. First of all, explain who they is. Is who's Who's against you? Who is the they? Is it just the Browns fans? Is it us? Is it the NFL? Is it all of America? Like, what is going on here, guys? Next thing is, just saying this stuff is fixed or rigged. Like, come on. You can say, like, a game, like the Super Bowl's fixed or rigged. But, like, the Defensive Player of the Year... Like, like, generally, you're you're stand to lose money or or you're gonna gain like power or influence. What does the NFL now tell me this? Because I've said this online. What does the NFL stand to gain from this? Like, this award is chosen by fifty people, and they watch way more tape than you and I. So take it up with them. I mean, the watch just didn't win the award, and Micah Parsons got her back. I mean, watch the tape, stats or stats. Go Brownies.
2: So obviously that takes us into miles winning his first and well-deserved defensive player of the year award. Mm -hmm. Um, I've never seen a fan base meltdown over an award that they, man, it's been that they, they say they don't care. (laughs) Nobody, we all, we cares about Super Bowls anyways. Well, then why are you in our mentions talking about it? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> for, for a group of people who don't care, you, you're you very salty. Uh, I've been very proud of Josh online, just like picking. Every day, up.
0: man. Every <laughs> day. And they, did you see the trap I set today about yes, Chris Jones? It was very it good. It was awesome. I said that uh, Chris Jones really sucked last night in the Super Bowl. He had four tackles, no sacks, no tackles for loss, just complete box score, non-existent, disappearing act. He's a fraud and all this stuff. And I had so many Steelers fans that I've already argued with this weekend saying, what are you talking about? He forced Purdy into a couple throws that would have been touchdowns. If he hadn't put pressure on him, I'm like, thank you for stepping into my trap. You dipshit. <laughs>
2: uh, doesn't matter. Says Steelers fans are still denial stage. There's at least <laughs> three more steps to go before healing can happen. Bargaining, depression, <laughs> and acceptance. It's a very good point. Good. I've never seen a fan base become so unraveled over something. And, yeah. And and I we got people on Facebook coming at us like, well, all we cares about Super Bowls and AFC Championships, blah blah. Guys, I don't know. It's not the 2010s anymore, or the 2000s, or the 1970s. You have du- you're completely irrelevant in terms of postseason football. And I'm not saying that the Browns are the relevant team in this situation, but I'm not the one spouting off that all we care about is the Super Bowls, <laughs> Super Bowls. Well, you see Antonio Holmes hasn't been in the league in a really long time, guys.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's been like 15 years.
2: We have more playoff wins in your stadium in the last five years than you do. So stop, you if, if all you cared about was Super Bowls and AFC championships, then you wouldn't be so butthurt that TJ Watt didn't win this award.
0: You're right, man. It's all weekend. and it's been, well, take your participation trophy, your pity trophy. You know, who really cares about winning an award that, you know, doesn't mean anything or isn't deserved I'm like, boy, you guys are really, really upset about this.
2: This <laughs> uh, person says, if it takes you eight seconds to get a sack, is that better than forcing the QPD to get rid of the ball in two seconds? Exactly.
0: I've had so many arguments about this where, oh, it's it's driving me insane.
2: And, and here's the deal too: is this is I think where the <laughs> difference between like us and Steelers fans are. Is, I can think that Miles Garrett deserved to be Defensive Player of the Year, and still right. say TJ Watt, Watt is, a, yes, is awesome. a great player. If Parsons yes. would
0: have won, I just said, yeah, okay. Cool. He he deserved that. If Crosby would have won, same thing. Watt, same thing. Yes. What's the big deal?
2: Exactly. I'm not. If TJ Watt would have won, I wouldn't have been screaming that. My, like I wouldn't be losing my mind. No,
0: we'd be like, okay, because
2: cool. I can recognize that Miles Garrett and TJ Watt can both be top level great players. Steelers fans just they don't have it. Maybe it's like the inbred. I <laughs> I don't know what it is, but they just don't have the ability to be like. Only one can, they're like the Highlander. Only one can be yeah. great. There can be only one. Uh, that, that just shows like how old and nerdy I am. Yeah, I'm referencing for the Highlander. Sure. Uh,
0: so one thing real quick, can I, can I nerd out for a second? Can I do some, yeah, absolutely, some stats? Bro. Because I was telling Justin before the show, I said, you know, I feel like maybe we were a little unfair to Miles over that, you know, last stretch of the season where we were saying too, like what, you know, he's not doing anything out there. Sometimes you get a little frustrated as fans, but you know, I looked at the kind of the deeper metrics and, after he got that shoulder injury in the Denver game, remember he came out said, I felt a pop in my shoulder left in a sling. We thought, Oh shit, he's going on IR. Like we just lost Garrett. He played the rest of the season. And after that game, he came out against the Rams and he only had two total pressures in that game. And then after that, he had four of his, the, the, the next four games were four of his highest pressure rate games of the entire season. So, he was getting after the quarterback and what what i went through and looked up every single quarterback that we faced had one of their lowest time to throws against the browns over that stretch like what their season average was they were at least a full tenth or 2 tenths of a second and that's a lot to mm-hmm. throw the football less than what they were on their season average. I mean, that's so a
2: step and people might not think that's a lot, but it's a, a step. step in the NFL is and the difference between a batted pass and a touchdown.
0: Yes. And all these Steeler fans come in saying, Oh, well, you know, he doesn't finish the play. I said, you know, what, what good's a pass rush if he doesn't get the sack? I said, how's he supposed to get the sack if the quarterback already threw the ball? And I looked it up and he was getting there in under all these pressures are under two and a half seconds. So that's how you get a pressure. It's got to be within two and a half seconds, beat your man. And all of the quarterbacks were getting rid of the ball under that time. And the average time to throw was like 2.78 or something on the season. And all the quarterbacks we faced kept it under that number. So opposing coaches and coordinators and quarterbacks were saying, here's how we can move the ball against the Browns, get rid of the ball fast.
2: Uh, the butthurt squealers fans on the Facebook AFC North trash talk group are having a complete meltdown. I've been pounding them mercilessly. <laughs> Keep pounding,
0: it. It, baby. We are too. It is so much fun. And, and,
2: and I'll tell you what, it's a fan base that is realizing like.
0: The window may be closing.
2: Yes. And, and obviously they're, it seems like they're always going to be competitive because yeah. of the culture they have and the coach, the coach. they have. Yeah. And again, we've never come on here and said that like you guys are irrelevant. You guys are the ones who can't. See both sides to anything. um That being said, like your team, like you better hope Arthur Smith is the answer. Now I see they're going after Ryan Tannehill. I saw,
0: I saw that, that too. I said, bring I him, him in, baby, bring him in. I love all that. You know what I mean? Yep. Yep. I'm, I'm here for that.
2: Like it's like, are they not going to learn? Uh, I, I'm not saying Ryan Tannehill is trash, but
3: he was That's, a lot that's not that's not the guy I'd be He's going not it. For, yeah. right He's, now. If it was four or five years ago, I'd be like, oh, hey.
2: yeah. So um, like it's a team that that still thinks it's 1970s or 2010. You for a team that thinks they're so awesome, you had Prime Ben, Prime A B, Prime Le'Veon Bell, Troy Paul Balu, uh kind James Ward. Harrison. You you won one Super Bowl with those guys.
0: You want to know what's interesting about James was if Harrison? If Troy
2: was still on the team with that year, I don't remember all that was so long ago. I was literally 15.
0: <laughs> so they're all saying that Miles didn't lead the league in any of the stats as far as tackles, sacks, tackles for loss, force fumbles. Mm. Like those are the kind of the main things they throw in your face. And if you go back and look at when James Harrison won defensive player of the year for the Steelers in 2009, neither did he. He didn't lead in any category.
2: Yeah. Like you can lead. Uh, what, who's the linebacker who used to play for the Browns? The white guy went to Carolina, I think. Uh, he went to Jacksonville,
3: Jacksonville, Showbert.
2: Showbert. Yep. that dude had lots of tackles. Should he have been defensive player of the year?
0: Right. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like mean, like Lamar Jackson didn't lead in passing yards, didn't lead in touchdowns. So he's barely what? top
2: 10 in any of that. Yeah, stuff. Exactly.
0: Yeah. He wasn't. And so what he, you know, it's, it's just wild. And some of the comebacks that they come back with after you point simple things out to them, it's just, you know, they're melting down because We'll say, well, we own you. How many Super I Bowls s- you guys got? Yeah. I saw somebody say, we own you. I said, you mean since we beat you guys in 2020 and ended Ben's career, you guys have absolutely fallen off. And this year we beat you with DTR. <laughs> you finished behind us in the AFC North. I don't think this is, I'm I don't pretty, think you
2: can say you own us. I'm pretty sure if you go back like five years, we're essentially like, we're, we might be 500 with them or it's a game either way. Yeah. And we beat them in a playoff game at their field. Right. So again, it's it's a what have you done for me lately league. I don't care what happened seven or eight nine years ago. That's I guess that's where Steelers fans.
0: Well, and they say the same thing because I always point out they're like how many Super Bowls you got? We got six. I say well the Browns have eight Pro Football Championships. Oh, nobody cares about things that happened over 50 years ago. I said, well, I don't give a shit about things that happened over 10 years ago. <laughs> yeah. So that means we're zero and zero. If we um, don't
2: get to count our eight championships, then why do you get to count anything in your history? Yeah. Where, where's the line? You could care about things at 25 years, but not 26 years. Exactly. At 27 years, but not like, where's the line? It's they're so, they're so dumb. They are that's very
0: dumb. And that's what I've been saying to a lot of people. There's a lot of football illiteracy is what I'm calling it coming out of Pittsburgh and this whole, I never would have thought that a defensive player of the year award, not going to their guy could do this, but it has exposed them as like idiots. They know nothing. (laughs) And it's just, it cracks me up that it all comes down even from TJ Watt himself. Like he went to Twitter immediately and just posted nothing. I'm not used to while Micah Parsons out there like, yeah, okay. Good for you miles. You know, yeah, you deserve that. Nothing. I'm not being a little
2: bitch. Like what in what point in your life have you just really had it so hard? Like nothing I'm not used to. Oh man! Yeah. Oh, I was a first round draft pick. Good point. Oh man! I've been defensive player of the year. Oh man! Everybody knows that I'm one of like the top five defensive players. I'm always so put down. Ugh. No, you're not. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. You've literally lived life on a silver platter <laughs> for the last ten years. Nothing I'm not used to. What? Oh my the victim mentality. Freaking. Oh my gosh.
0: <laughs> I, oh my I said immediately that I lost so much respect. And, and the thing is, I respected TJ Watt. We always talk about TJ Watt's one of the Wait, best defensive players yeah. in the league. And he comes out and does this shit. And it's like, you can't even congratulate a fellow peer in, in winning an award. I just lost a lot of respect for TJ.
3: The
2: only thing worse than that was his brother's hair last night.
3: Man, that was (laughs) wild, bro. Bro, Was it 2003? again? I was was surprised he wasn't wearing
2: like the white seashell necklace uh, Uh, and like some cargo shorts and maybe some, yeah, like some stocks. Yeah. I was like, what is this? What is going on with this dude? Who said, "Hey, man, you can go on TV like that"? You figure they kind of, and like I'm not even like. It's not like I'm over here. I'm not Mr. Style. I, I mean, I got like a borderline buzz cut. I'm just like a, a normal Joe Schmo guy. I'm fat guy, black cheeks. <laughs> okay. But That's I it. didn't. I'm not going on TV like like that. Holy! God. I was like, like what the fuck is he? Yeah, doing? we all
0: kind of.
2: He looked like he stuck his. There's so much gel. I didn't know yeah. they really still made hair gel. No, they do. <laughs> Well, they don't because he took it all. Like yeah. to, it was like, is that L.A.? Was it L.A.? L.A. Looks. L.A. Looks. LA looks? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I was like, what is going on? Yeah. I did want to address uh, face disabled up here. Said, let's not throw shade at Joe Schober. He did what he could. I wasn't. That wasn't no, shade. That was I wasn't a Joe Schober fan. I was just saying the dude, he had lots of tackles and nobody was claiming for him to be defense. Mm-hmm. Exactly.
0: No, that was not shade. That was yeah. just an example.
2: Uh, but yeah, so congratulations to miles. Hopefully he can build on this again. I would love for miles to be able to not have an injury put together an entire season, but the fact that he tore his shoulder up and still had a huge impact on the game. Yeah. And, and like uh, people have said, if you gave any coach in the league, you can pick between miles Garrett or TJ watt. I would say 95% of them at least are taking miles. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh-huh. I, it's just, you. when, when we're Browns fans, I, I understand that there's a lot of people bitching right now online, and they don't watch the games. They're just being, you know, dicks. But, well, Miles Garrett, I mean, when he rushes the passer, it's it's ferocious and relentless. And another thing that we have gone this entire segment without mentioning is how many times he gets held. And I know that oh. they all get held. Oh,
2: bro. But yeah. go
0: just just go to Google. Everybody listening, watching, go to Google, take five minutes, and just type in Miles Garrett Hold. And look at the pictures. There are so many different screenshots from all the games this year with his shoulder pads up here, his face being ripped yeah. this
2: way. It, it, That's it's all crazy, of them though, dude. That's all of them. You, I, no, I understand. You, if you go, if you that. go back, bro, I saw some uh, some replays from last night. Yeah, on that game morning, on like the yeah. uh, game morning drive for the Chiefs, Nick Post is just being like literally tackled.
0: My, I guess my point with that is he's still able. To,
2: Impact the game. to record
0: a pressure within that two and a half second. Despite the hold. Oh, and another thing real quick in ESPN stack, because I know a lot of people do not like PFF. They want to cry about that. So let's look at ESPN. Miles Garrett, when he was facing a single team, just a, one uh, blocker, had a 30% pass rush win rate. That was Very number high. two, according to ESPN. Michael Parsons is at 35. So he was number one. And then TJ Watt was down at 25. Miles Garrett, when he's facing a double team, his pass rush win rate was 29. So he dropped That's from crazy. 30% to 29%, which was number one. T.J. Watt dropped from 25 to 14 yeah. against double teams. Oh.
3: Whenever double you're, team whenever you ever seen two tight ends following oh, T.J. Watt
0: around <sighs> That the Titans field? game was awesome.
2: <laughs> That's another thing, too. I don't, I don't watch enough Steelers games, no, but I don't, T.J. Watt doesn't go down and play inside. Right. You know what I mean? Right. With, with the 320-pound guards and centers, Miles plays up and down the line now that Jim Schwartz is here. So mm-hmm. um, congratulations to Miles. I mean, just keep rubbing it. Anytime you see a Steelers fan from now until whenever they finally decide to let it go, just keep rubbing it in their face. I can't it, wait
0: to get back on Twitter after the show and just start <laughs> <laughs> going back at them. It's, it's been fun. It yeah. has been a good time. Good weekend.
2: Uh, well, I think we'll, we'll go ahead and wrap this thing up. Congratulations to all the Browns, uh, Joe Flacco, Coach Schwartz, Coach Stefanski, and obviously Miles on their awards. Uh, obviously, we want playoff success in Super Bowls, but not a bad Constellation Prize to go 4-0 at the NFL Honors. Uh, seeing you guys get recognized, that yep. was always good. Um, it was a great season. Um, this was the fourth football season for the Dogs Podcast. Uh, we can't wait for season five to officially be here. I'm already, I already miss football. Me too. And it hasn't even been twenty four hours without it, and I already miss football. Um, I'm going to try to get into watching some Cavs games now. Uh, but we appreciate everybody who hung with us uh, for the entire football season. Uh, make sure you guys continue to hang out with us throughout the off season as we get closer to the draft and free agency and all that good stuff. I'm sure we're going to have some extensions for Stefanski and hopefully Abe to talk about. Um, so we're going to have good stuff coming up all off season.
0: Can I real quick? Yeah. I did a I did a two hour uh, podcast with Barry Shuck. The other day, we talked about everybody he saw at the Senior Bowl, all the NFL draft prospects that, you know, could be in position for the Browns to draft this April. So I broke that into four episodes. (laughs) So the first one covering, you know, we got to talk about wide receivers and tight ends. So that'll come out, I think, on Wednesday this week. So just stay tuned for that. And then the rest of those pieces will come out in the next week or week and a half.
2: So make sure you guys stay with us all off season. We we do this all off season. Uh, we don't take any breaks to the chagrin of our wives. Uh, <laughs> we do this all year. If you like, if you like uh, the show, and you want some extra content that maybe it's not football, since there's not as much football to talk about in the off season, uh, head to jointhedogs.com, Join the dog pack. Like we're going to do an after hours episode right after we jump off here talk about I think I saw like movies and mm-hmm. books probably JJ Watts here
3: again like yeah
2: like we get into <laughs> everything <laughs> After back hours, into that. So, some more of that um, jump in there and, and then you get in there you get to know everybody then once football season rolls around you get to play fantasy football with us again um, so it's a good time so if, if you, you liked what you saw you were near the show this season you want to hang out with us go check us out in the dog pack it's a good time but again we appreciate you guys being here for the fourth season uh, next season will be half a decade of doing the dogs podcast and we're pumped to get there uh, so hopefully we'll see you guys uh, next season but we'll, until then we'll make sure we see you guys next week We'll talk about god knows, knows what <laughs> <laughs> thanks for being here we'll see you guys sometime next week Bye. thanks for listening to another episode of the dogs podcast make sure you subscribe on youtube and follow us on twitter at the dogs podcast get your thoughts on the show at the dogs